Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Every American should read what happened to Riley Gaines. She's a recent graduate of the University of Kentucky, where she was a 12-time All-American swimmer and spokeswoman for the Independent Women's Forum. Here's her account of what happened to her when she tried to speak about women's rights at San Francisco State University. Just over one year ago, she writes, I wouldn't have imagined I'd find myself barricaded inside a classroom in a building on the campus of San Francisco State University. Open the door. We want Riley, they screamed. Why are you protecting a white woman? The mob spit at security. This is vengeance. You're protecting a transphobe. Only moments before, she writes, I was hurriedly shuffled into a side office. I was standing in front of a crowded room speaking about the disturbing and growing trend of biological males competing in women's sports and attempts by radical activists to gag women who dare to speak out. For nearly a year, I've been traveling from campus to campus, sharing my personal story of racing University of Pennsylvania swimmer Leah Thomas, who was formerly known as Will Thomas. Will Thomas was a mediocre male athlete, but in 2021, after coming out as transgender, Leah Thomas started dominating female competition. In the female category, Thomas defeated Olympians, American record holders, and some of the most impressive women in the sport. Of course, I knew this was wrong, but it wasn't until I competed against Thomas myself that I fully understood the depths of this Injustice, she writes. I raced against Thomas in March of 2022 in the 200 freestyle. We tied. We finished at the exact same moment, down to hundredths of a second. But after we stepped down from the awards podium, an NCAA official looked at both Thomas and me and said, Great job, you tied. But we don't account for ties. So the trophy goes to Leah. That struck me as strange, so I questioned him. As it turns out, that may have been the first time Anyone had ever questioned why Thomas received special treatment? And the official's answer shocked me. He said Thomas would hold the trophy for picture purposes. That's when I realized the NCAA no longer valued everything that I, my teammates, and every other girl swimming that had worked their entire lives to achieve. The goal was no longer excellence in women's sport. The goal was virtue signaling on the backs of women. That's when I knew I had to speak out. And that's how she found herself at San Francisco State University and the victim of the second violent attack in a week 
against a Turning Point USA speaker. These are young people who speak at college campuses or are still speaking at college campuses. That won't go on much longer because somebody at this rate is going to get killed or severely beaten for the crime of disagreeing with the left. Inside the room, she writes, I was heckled, interrupted, and insulted. But while this was disappointing, the protesters were basically peaceful. That is, until the moment my speech ended. A group from the outside swarmed in. All of a sudden, after my speech, the room was stormed. The lights were turned off, and I was rushed um, with no one there to escort me to a safe place. I was punched. um, I was hit multiple times. I was shoved until finally we exited the room. Um, But we could not leave because the protesters flooded the halls. And so I was pushed into a classroom along that hallway where I was barricaded in for three hours. Before she was barricaded in, here's what happened. A man wearing women's clothing intentionally hit me twice. The first blow landed on my shoulder. The second one glanced off my shoulder and hit me in the face. Another woman with my group was attacked. I later saw a picture of a girl grabbing her by the face as the mob swarmed around us. It was in that office where I waited with campus security for the next three hours as the mob raged outside. We had nowhere to go, she said. The police appeared terrified. As the hours ticked by, she wrote, I turned to a campus police officer, she was barricaded in with him, and told him I was missing a flight home to Tennessee and wanted to leave. He looked at me and said, well, don't you think we all want to go home? I have incredible respect for law enforcement, but these officers seemed scared. I got the impression they were afraid to challenge these ambushers for fear of what might happen to them. And there we sat as protesters banged on the walls, chanted and yelled, you're protecting a white woman with white privilege, and specifically insulted black campus police officers who stood at the doors protecting me. By 11.30 p.m., San Francisco police responded. They formed a cordon around me, and we left the building, breaking into a run as the mob chased me into a waiting car. Tucker Carlson had the same question for Riley Gaines at that point that I had. Three hours. Why didn't someone with a gun come and bring you to safety? Because they were terrified. They were scared to put their hands on these people because they know what these people are capable of. Um, These people yelled obscene, violent, vulgar things to both myself and the officers. And the officers, I could tell, didn't feel comfortable putting them in a position that would mean they do their job, um, which is a really scary, chilling thought. She says she won't be silenced, that she's not giving up. Good for her, but she may not have much choice in the matter, given how quickly these things are escalating. This week alone, in my neck of the woods, South Carolina, at what's supposed to be a conservative Baptist university, Furman, author Mary Eberstadt had to cancel her planned speech uh, because she was afraid of the mob that was making plans to interdict it. That's... Deep Red, South Carolina. This is going on all over the country. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Last week, the head of Turning Point USA, Charlie Kirk, had to be 
whisked away from UC Davis after a protest there turned violent, where Antifa showed up and attacked the building they were in. So where are we now in America? Well, if a man wears a skirt, it's okay for him to beat a woman in public, as long as she's not a liberal woman. Not one person has been arrested in the Riley Gaines attack. Not by campus police, not by San Francisco police. No one. Worse yet, to make it absolutely clear where the left stands on this kind of violence, an incredible statement was issued on behalf of the university by Jamila Moore, the university's vice president for student affairs and enrollment management. In it, she praised the attackers, offered them psychological counseling because they had had to hear things they disagreed with and listed various ways they could reach out for help to help them cope with having to hear things they disagreed with. She praised these attackers and called them peaceful. In response, Riley Gaines tweeted this. I'm sorry, did this just say peaceful? I was assaulted. I was extorted and held for ransom. She's referring to at one point, they demanded payment to let her go. That's literally a felony level crime. The protesters demanded I pay them if I wanted to make it home safely. I missed my flight because I was barricaded in a classroom. Once again, just like in the Charlie Kirk case last week, Republican leaders had nothing to say about this. One Democrat leader did, though. She threatened us that it was only going to get worse if we didn't let go of these beliefs. In the wake of the Riley Gaines attack and Republicans' refusal to accept January 6th-style violence in the legislature in Tennessee, where they forcibly broke in an insurrection into the chamber. These were radical transgender and anti-gun activists. In response, the legislator voted to expel two of the three legislators who were involved in the violence. So remember how the left was screaming about January 6th? Yeah, now they're cool with it, as long as they're doing it. Anyway, AOC tweeted this in response. If you thought youth organizing was strong, just wait for what's coming. Gen Z, don't play. In response, many online accused her of fomenting violence because she was. Can you imagine if a sitting GOP congresswoman had said something like that? Folks, I've been predicting for two years that the Democrats are copying the Russian Revolution playbook and that they're using it because the Marxists use it to take over Russia a nation similar to ours in one very important way. At the time of the Russian Marxist revolution, which would lead to the creation of the USSR, the Russian population was heavily armed. So they had to conduct an individual campaign of terror. First, police were demonized and attacked, sometimes having acid thrown on their face. Then anyone who supported the police was attacked until the police quit in droves, which you're seeing now in America, or afraid to do their job, which you just saw in San Francisco. That's why I keep telling you, the left isn't trying to get rid of police. They love the police. They just believe the police should answer to them, and that the only crimes they should take seriously are political crimes. The idea is to break down every honest police department in the country and disassemble it so that nobody stands between you and the mob just like almost nobody stood in between Riley Gaines in the mob, but a few terrified officers who were afraid to do their job. So what comes next, you're wondering? Well, let's go back to the Russian Revolution playbook. They come for you in your home if you have wrong think. In Russia, 
they eventually killed entire families. People were so terrified of them, they stopped speaking out. This is exactly the mob that the left wants to make sure your local police will not stand between you and them. And at least in blue areas on campuses, almost all of which are blue, they seem to pretty much have achieved this. But the news isn't all bad because I'm hoping this will wake Americans up. For red people living in a blue state or subjecting your children to a blue school, it's no longer possible unless you just want them stripped of their rights. The more these things happen, the redder states will get. First, out of disgust, wanting to maintain your rights for political reasons. But eventually, if they're allowed to get too much more out of control for personal safety. I said it when Trump was indicted. It is no longer possible for high profile people who are politically red or Christian to live, operate, most especially do business in blue areas. They will come for you legally and eventually they will come for you physically. The Russian people didn't have free states they could flee to for protection. We do. If our federal Republican leaders want to continue pretending none of this is going on, we need to make sure our state leaders are standing for us in our states. In Friday's Battleground podcast, I pointed out these shocking statistics. In August, there were 675 vacancies on the Chicago police force. By this month, 1,500 vacancies on the Chicago police force. They're succeeding, but only in their areas. We can't let them have ours, and we can't turn our children over to their universities. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.